expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise are two weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency are three weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope are four. No. <laughs> Amongst our weapons. Amongst our weaponry are such elements as fear. I'll come in again. <laughs> I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. expects the Spanish Inquisition. Amongst our weaponry are such diverse elements as fear, surprise, ruthless efficiency, and almost fanatical devotion to the Pope and nice red uniform. Oh, damn. But they are expecting the Glover's Inquisition. The heart is a blue up through the stony ground there's no room no space to win in this town you're out of luck and the reason that you had to care the traffic is stuck yes it's time for another Glover's Inquisition you thought you it's the show where we find out what makes our players tick. Someone you can lend a hand in return for grace. It's a beautiful day. Sky falls, you feel like it's a beautiful day. To let it get away on the road. And this week, our guest is Central Defender, Josh Staunton. Okay, well, good evening, Josh. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, your your career, uh, as far as I can make it, do you know what? You are one of the few players that hasn't got a Wikipedia page. I know. It got, I used to. It got taken down. I don't know why. So. Ah, because that threw me straight away. So, oh, my God, he hasn't got a Wikipedia page. What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that meant. Yeah. But anyway, I've managed to suss out of it. You started off your career down at Gilligan, I gather, yeah? Yeah, I was there for years, yeah. yeah. Um, six to 19, I was at Gillingham. Yeah. Six, six years old? From... Yeah, yeah. So, I, I take it you lived in the Gillingham area then, did you? Um, I'm from Canterbury. Oh, right. At the time, Gillingham trained in Canterbury. Yeah. Uh, like the youth setup. So, uh, it was yeah, it was my and it's my most local football league club. So yeah, and and at what point did you sort of realise? Well, hang on a minute, you know, even even as a, a young, I don't know, eight year old, nine year old, at what point did you think, here, hang on a minute, I think I could be a footballer here? Um, uh, I think in that at that age you believe in yourself a lot more, don't you? Because you're fearless at that age, and yeah, and I, I knew I was good for my age because I have two older brothers, and I was I could play with them no problems and. And I, I had a feeling I was one of the better ones in the group at Gillingham. And I, you never believe you're going to be a professional. Well, at that age, you want to be a professional, but you never think you're going to be a professional until you start getting a bit older. Then it gets a bit more serious for you, doesn't it? Mm, that's right. So you went on loan for a while at uh, Maidstone. Um, yeah. And, and, well, that was 2015. That's only five years ago then. Well, six years ago. Um and then uh, free transfer to Charlton Athletic, yeah? Yeah, yeah. How did that go? Uh, it was good. It was. I learnt a lot of my time in Charlton because it was a completely different um, set-up and, and environment, really. There was a lot more foreign-based players. Charlton were in the Championship at the time. Mm. Um, it was a bit of a turbulent time, to be fair. With I think that season I was there, we had five managers, five yeah. first-team managers. So it was kind of just... One, one step forward, two step back, especially as a youngster, like yeah. making roads and you'd, you'd be training with the first team in the championship and then new manager coming next week and 
all them fringe players going back to the 23. So it was it was hard, but it was a good lesson. It was an invaluable lesson in, in sport, in football, to be fair. It's interesting, actually, because uh, I spent a lot of time going up to Charlton just before I, I retired from Yeovil. And they, they've got a very impressive... Um, well, youth set up up there and, and academy and what have you, and I was most impressed with it. A well-run club, definitely. Yeah, oh, the, the, to be fair, the academy was really good, and some of the boys which come through there were top, top players. Mm. Like they've gone all the way in, and you can see see why, because it is a great setup. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I always used to like going up there. And, yeah. Uh, so then, then next one, you moved up to Dagenham and Redbridge? Yeah, yeah, uh, that was my first proper senior contract as, as such as in yeah uh, my my aim was to play first team football every weekend I had a really good season at Dagenham really good season and yeah. uh, I think we lost in the playoffs semis to Forest Green but yeah. I mean as a as a 21 year old I had 40 games at centre half in this in in the National League which yeah yeah was massive at the time and it was a we had some very very experienced players around us and, and it it was a great. It was and under John Steele, it was it was a great, um, great first year in senior football. You've always been a central defence, have you? Um, no, I've fluttered. Last few years, I've played pretty much every game in midfield in holding midfield. Yeah. But uh, for for Dagenham under John, I was playing centre half, right back, or centre mid, really. Yeah. 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 And and then you moved on to Woking. Yeah, yeah. I went to Woking just because. I had another year at Dagenham, but uh, things were going on with contracts at the time with people. I think a, a new owner come in and things, things were starting to move around and, and I had the opportunity to go to Woking under a uh, manager I knew, Anthony Lindbrook at the time, Yeah, yeah. who was a very good development manager. And I was I saw myself playing every week there where maybe with the new money coming in at Dagenham, it wasn't so much going to be the case. It's and quite... uh Go on. Go on, sorry. Oh yeah, and uh, I just knew under Anthony, I'd he's a he was at Southampton and West Ham, so I knew I'd be developing myself as well as learning as a team as well. Yeah, quite. Um, but I mean, from what I can remember, I mean, my, well, my son lives in Woking, and I, I've been to Woking several times. It's quite a progressive club up there, though, isn't it? Oh, it's a great club, mate. To be fair, it's a really nice. No, I like I like the stadium. I think it's nice. It's good atmosphere. The people are brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I got, I, I really did enjoy my time at Woking. So, when you left Woking, was was that of your own? You know, did you want to go, or did you did you get bought um, by Halifax? How did that come uh, about? Well, we got what we got relegated on the last day at Woking. Last day of the season, we got relegated, and uh, Woking were going part. We're going to go part time from full time. I had another year left on my contract, but Halifax were interested. And they paid a fee, which Woking were happy with, and. And I packed up and went up north, really. And that was... That how, was how many millions did they pay for you then? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think it began with a zero million. <laughs> so let's see what kind of music Josh likes. And his first choice is I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Like a true survivor Feeling like a little kid 
Elton John there and I'm still standing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. But it certainly seems as though you, you, you certainly made an impact at Halifax because Darren speaks very highly of you. Darren Sal, that is the manager. And, uh, you know, he said that you had a, an exceptionally good season at Halifax and that's what sort of drew him, drew him to you, as it were. So uh, something must have gone right up there. Yeah, no, I, I did. I, I liked Halifax. It was a very good club. I thought it was, it was very good people at the club, like the chairman. Me, me and the chairman got on very well. Mm. All the staff, all the players, the fans. And it was a club where I could see it moving in the right direction. And um, my first year was a bit bitty with little impact injuries around. So I was kind of 20, 30 games in and, and I never really had a good run. And then second season, Pete Wilde came in. And um, we just, me and Pete, we just clicked and we we got on well together and we both understood how he worked, how he understood how I worked. Mm. And I was very fortunate. I played uh, played every every minute of the, the season last season and had a big role in the team in midfield and and probably more times than not, I'd done exactly what was asked of me and more. And I think if you can build that trust up, it's something I'd, I'd, I hope to build with Dan. I haven't really had the the opportunity at the time and and I, I'm I'm disappointed with the way it's gone at Yeovil obviously with the injury now because I feel like I haven't really been able to get my teeth stuck into it I've, I've and I and I it's something which is hard to take when you're a footballer and you just want to hit the ground running yeah yeah I can imagine but I tell you what if there's any consolation to you Darren speaks very highly of you I tell you. He he, th- oh. he thinks the world of you. Honestly, he's always singing your praises at the uh, press conferences we come to. So uh, that's that, that should uh, make you feel better anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it does, and, and, and I hope I hope. Well, this season's chalked off. But I hope next season I'll be able to prove him right and repay the trust he's shown in me, and and show to the fans what I'm really capable of. Really, mm. it's, it's never nice when when you when you've I've played ten games now. I think and and I know no one here's seen the best of me. And and it's and it's not nice because to have it chalk, your season chalked off after two months is, is hard to take. Yeah, quite. What yeah. what exactly what was the injury and how did you get it? Well, I was playing when we so I'd been out for five weeks when we played Stockport and in the FA Cup and we were having a we were struggling for defenders and I was nearly back. I was nearly back and and the, uh, all the staff and myself. We had an uh, we agreed to have an injection in my in my ankle to get me back playing. Yeah, for the Stockport game and unfortunately that, that 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 was a success and I was able to train a few days before and and turn out against Stockport and and did and did pretty well and but about ten minutes into that game I I slipped and felt an almighty clunk in my knee. Yeah, and um, somehow probably due to painkillers at the time I I was able to carry on all the way through to extra time and wasn't really until we got on the bus on the way back I started to seize up and and I did have worries that I'd done something quite serious and mm. uh, I think with the game we had the game on the Sunday didn't we then we played the Eastley game on the Tuesday on the yeah. Tuesday yeah. and uh, as when you've been out for a while you never want to you never want to accept that you're injured no again quite. So, right. so I kind of I had this I mean I could barely walk on the Monday and I had this I said to the gaffer, I'll get, I'd be able to get through the game because at the time I thought I could against Torquay, uh, not Torquay, uh, Eastley. Eastley, yeah. Eastley, sorry, and and I think, well, I think I, I think I've done myself no favours playing that. Not, not mm. in as in I didn't make it worse, but I did no favours for the team because I thought I could go out there and do a job, and um, and I was nowhere near where the levels I needed to be at because yeah. I just physically wasn't there. And uh, and it's disheartening because I, I see I, it was hard to take because I, everyone who knows me is a, knows me as a character who, who runs through brick walls for the teams and the fans and yeah and I and when I had people questioning me on 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 social media when I got up and walked off because I knew I was I knew I could I was more harmed than good to the team out there it probably just questioned my integrity really to oh. saying I walked off and it, and it's hard to take because. Because in the back of my mind, I, I knew I'd done something quite serious to my knee, and hmm. it's been quite complex. And I won't bore you with it now, but um, <laughs> it's going to be a long old road to recovery. And, Is it? and touch, yeah. w- touch wood, I will come out the other side. Well, I know I will come out the other side. It's not. It's not a cruciate then. Uh, no, it's not a cruciate. It's no. um, 
I'll well, try and make it sound as simple as I can. I've yeah. basically cracked straight through my cartilage, right. uh, and I've got to have a micro fracture on the bottom of my femur to uh, try and instill some growth in the cartilage, basically. Mm. Doesn't sound very nice, that's for sure. So no, uh, I think it's a, it's quite a complicated one, and but um, I think it's now about finding some. Well, I've I've got the operation tomorrow, so yeah. So once that's done, it'll be the road to recovery. And I think that'll be give me a light at the end of the tunnel, really. Yeah, but I think you're going to need some some you know pretty strong willpower to get through it all. And you know when you read of people getting cruciate ligament damage and what have you, and it takes sort of six nine months to get back, it must be absolutely deadly. I should think when you see all your mates going out to play football and you're stuck in there having to have treatment all the time. Yeah, and fortunately the gaffer is unbelievable. Like that. he keeps me involved and all the boys are class yeah, yeah. Uh, i won't i can't it's, it's not nice you know what i mean like when when that 90 when that 90th minute winner went in against torquay yeah and everyone's buzzing and it's hard it's hard because you don't feel part of it do you know what i mean but yeah yeah uh the all the staff have been class keeping me involved and and i know it's a long it's going to be a long six seven months recovery but well enough of the doom and gloom of injury let's have josh's second musical choice and it's uh swear it again with westlight i want to know whoever told you i was letting go the only joy that i have ever known girl the lion just look around And all of the people that we used to know Just giving up, they wanna let it go We're still trying So you should know this love we shared Was never made to die I'm glad we're on this one-way street Just you and I Just you
go. Westlife swear it again. I'm Can't sure work. you'll get the support from the supporters and, and everybody because, you know, obviously, as you rightly said, we want to see you out there playing and, and giving to the team what we know you can give to the team. So uh, uh, yeah, don't, I think, I think, don't let it get you down, you know. <laughs> no, I think that's that's my aim. I, I think that is what will be driving me through to get back on the pitch and just yeah. show the people of Yeova what I'm, what I'm capable of and and how much of an asset I can be to this team going forward. Yeah, I'm sure you can. So, you know, keep a positive outlook. I'm sure you will anyway. And, I'm, 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 you know, from what I know of Darren, well, I've only known him for like the one season and, and that's a different in different when you're not working for the club, which I was before. But uh, he's, he's a great guy, I think. I get on very well with Darren. And, yeah, you know, yeah, he's, no. he's such a, a bullying character. And, uh, I, I'm sure he's not going to let you... Uh, get sort of down and down and out on it i'm sure he'll be up, up you know up with you all the time and uh, pushing you on so that's good news yeah, really. no, no i couldn't ask for a better manager to have by my side really he's been I've, he's been with me through everything i've been through so far so yeah no, I, I appreciate it and i know you and i know he'll be sticking by me well take it back a bit um um josh when you when you first signed for yeovil what you know what, what was the attraction to come to yeovil i mean was it darren Siles' enthusiasm to get you down here um, well, do you know what? The funny thing is, I um, when we played Yeovil in uh, at at Hewish Park and uh, at for Halifax, uh, the season last season, I think it must have been when was it? Probably January time, mm. I think. And um, I remember play. I remember you beat. We lost to uh, Halifax, lost two 0 and and I remember walking up, come off the pitch, and I said, I rang my rang my brother and my dad after the game. I said, I'd like to, Jesus, I'd like to play there. I'd mm. like to play there. The whole atmosphere of the club, obviously, it's a massive club, which is which will be going back up the leagues. There's no doubt about it. If you look at the way it's run and the the people it's got on board, yeah, and the attraction of playing in front of fans that passionate in a in a stadium which was absolutely electric every week was mm. was, was a massive pull. And then when I found, when I had the phone call from from Darren in the uh, in the summer. Well, it was just like I, I couldn't really believe it. It didn't didn't take much persuasion, put it that way. Dream come true time, then obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, Yeovil's biggest club in the league with Notts County on, and yeah. it is a club which everyone expects to do well. And and I feel like if I could get on the train and be be successful with with this club, I could see myself staying here. I have aspirations and dreams of. of being captain of the club one day and, and mm. I hope to build a strong affiliation with the club in the years going forward and I could see the club going forward and I wanted to be part of it especially after speaking to the gaffer yeah well I'm sure you know I've, I've been I'm quite lucky really because I joined in 2002 uh, the first thing was we went to um, Villa Park and won the trophy uh, yeah. then the next season we got promotion then the next season, we very nearly got promotion again. We just missed out on goal difference, I think it was, from memory. Um, and then we got promotion into League One, and and then we've had sort of finals, and, and then to go up to the Championship. Believe you me, some of the atmosphere... That, I mean, when we beat yeah. Sheffield United um, in the uh, play, semi-final playoff, the atmosphere at Hewish Park was unbelievable. It really was. You, 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 know, you think you've seen an electric stadium. You want to see it when it's absolutely full up. And, yeah, and, yeah, and Yeovil are winning it. It's incredible. And the Yeovil fans got behind the team. It was brilliant. It's a day I'll never forget. Well, I won't forget yeah. Wembley as well. That was pretty special as well. But uh, no, you well, know. It's, no we can't do that again. I think I think the foundations are in place. And yeah. Fingers crossed we can uh, rejuvenate the whole the whole fan base and the club back to where it should be. I mean, I think it's this COVID business, everything about it, it's, all, it's kind of completely upset the rhythm really I mean you know when we played Barnet last last season in the playoff and we lost and we shouldn't have lost we should you know we should have beaten them. yeah yeah and and it's and you can you can date it right back to when Covid sort of you know it hit the scene and then and then you know was football going to be stopped that well then it was stopped then when's it coming back yeah and all that you know uncertainty around and it's really upset the whole momentum of the club I think and it's only now that I feel that we've suddenly we suddenly hit a bit of form, and that game against Torquay, where we obviously got a last-minute um, goal, um, what a difference that's made now! And things suddenly, you know, it's a different complexion about the place. I should think you must see it. Surely, even though you're injured, I would have thought. 
Yeah, definitely. Like it's never, it's not easy, especially when you're playing at a club like this. It's not easy when you're playing without fans because other teams are intimidated coming to the stadium when, and it kind of takes that fear factor out of it. And and at the end of the day, you play to win for the fans, don't you? For the club and for everyone, you want to. Mm. And it's yeah. and it's not easy when there's no one. No. There's no one. Yeah. It can be a very lonely game. And I, and I remember saying to one of the boys at centre half, it's it's hard to. You stay and switch on because there's just nothing happening. Yeah. Usually you're like you're listening to the crowd, you and it's just there's just nothing. So I think it might have taken us a bit longer to 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 adapt to that than it than it should have done. But like you say, that things like this, things like that 90 minute goal swing seasons on their head. Mm. They swing fortune, they swing confidence, and, and confidence is a massive thing in any in any level of sport. So, and I think that might have been the catalyst. To turn things around for us, and and hopefully long may it continue. Yeah, if we can put a run together, there's no reason why we can't start flying up the league. No, the, one of the one of the press conferences, uh, uh, the, one of the guys said to Darren, you know, you, you know, what do you see in the future? You know, you, are you still uh, still motivated? And he said, what with 99 points to play for? Of course, I'm still motivated. We're going for it, you know. And, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's what you want to hear, really, isn't it? You know. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it fills you with confidence. It fills the club with confidence, yeah. and it gives us something to to work towards. Yeah, absolutely. Time for some more music now, and this one is called Tenerife Sea from Ed Sheeran.
look so wonderful in your dress I love your hair like that And in the moment I knew you best Pardo Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardo's on a free no-obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, The Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 0442 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardo's Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business. At A.J. Wakeley & Sons Family Funeral Directors, we know the importance of compassion and integrity. We also know how unfamiliar decisions can be so difficult at a time of family bereavement. We can provide a steadying influence just when you need it, guiding and helping you make the right decisions to reflect the kind of funeral that your loved one deserves. Visit our website, www.ajwakely.com, for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913. When I first started my business, I was hopeless at paperwork. My system involved bunging everything in a shoebox and sorting it out later, much later. Thank goodness for Chalmers Accountants. They soon put me on the right track. They work with businesses of all sizes, and they really know their stuff. Chalmers will provide you with a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit chalmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. Look, the the purpose of this... uh we call it the Glover's Inquisition rather than the Spanish Inquisition, is, <laughs> is to uh, just find out a little bit about you for so that some of the fans can sort of, because obviously there's no programmes these days, there's nothing with him, it's COVID. So um, yeah. so I'll I'll, uh, I'll go through the questions. Some of them you'll probably think, what's he want to know that for? But you'll, you'll get there in the end. <laughs> um, so a date of birth then, um, Josh? Uh, 15th of September 1995. And place of birth? Canterbury. Canterbury. Uh, you said you've got a brother. Have you got any brother or sisters? Or how I've got two, two brothers and a younger sister. And they're called? Uh, Tom is my eldest. Sam is two years above me. And Millie is my little sister who's at Bristol University, actually, funnily enough. So she's in the West Country too. Yeah, OK. And uh, your brothers, do they, do they play football for anybody? or you know? uh, They used to. They used to. I think careers taken away from taken taken them. Yeah, down a different route. My uh, my middle brother Sam used to play for Charlton when he was probably twelve, thirteen. All right, yeah. But uh, just fell out, just drifted out of the game really hmm. pro- seriously. Yeah. You you stuck in there, pal. That's that's the way. Keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> long may it continue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what car do you drive then, uh, Josh? Uh, I drive a BMW X6. Right. Um, where did you spend most of your childhood? I take it that's Canterbury, is it? Yeah, Canterbury, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh now then, your favourite food? Oh. I do like an Indian. Right. As a treat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What any particular Indian? Uh Lambuna. Right, okay. Now what was it Lambuna? Who is it? Who's always on about Lambunas? Um Is it Peter K? It's just Peter K, isn't it? He's always, is he? Yeah, I think it is. He's one of, somebody like that, anyway. Um, He's got good, good taste, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole, personally. I'm a very much English person, but when it comes to food. Um, right, holiday destination. What's your favourite holiday destination? Um, I went, uh, I'm going to say Oman. Yeah? I, I went to Oman on holiday probably five, four years ago now, and I, I, loved, I loved it. Yeah, it was nice. My mm-hmm. uncle was living out there. Okay. Um What's your favourite football club? Um, as a youngster, I support I supported Man United, so I'll, I'll probably have to go Man United. Uh, you're you're in my book, good book straight away. Today yeah, my, today's the day we go top of the table, mate. I'm telling you, I'm getting all excited about it now. I'm very I'm very fortunate. My uh, my best friend is actually my sponsor. Is um, they have a box at Manchester United so I get to go a fair bit which is which is a touch yeah I'll tell you a story about I mean every, everybody knows of my association with Manchester United because I make it plain to everybody anyway but um, I've, I think one of the most memorable days in my whole time at Yeovil was sat at home 
and the FA Cup draw comes on and when Alan Shearer pulled out that ball the first time we played them I tell you what the whole house went absolutely ballistic it <laughs> was I've been waiting for that result to happen or that game to happen and it yeah. finally happened so and then we got it twice sort of another two or three years later as they came yeah. again you know when Jose was there oh fantastic what a day that was I can tell you I bet it was yeah, yeah I, I'm sitting in my little office here now I've got all the red shirts all framed around the, <laughs> around the office so yeah I'm very much a red I've been there since 1957 believe it or not Wow! Well, so, yeah, you've done a stint yeah. there, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was only well, what would I have been? Uh, Forty-seven. I was ten when I first started, I suppose. And 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 wow. really, it was it was uh, it was the Munich air disaster really that sort of set it off, you know. And then once that happened, I was yeah, I was red forever and always would be. Um, yeah. So anyway, I digress. It's just about you, not me. More music now, and this time it's simply red and holding back the years.
There you go, another Man United supporter, Mick Hucknall, and Simply Red, and holding back the years. <laughs> What's your favourite drink? Favourite drink? Mm. Vimto. Vimto, right. Yeah, I like Vimto, yeah. Um, when it comes to clothes, how, how do you see yourself? Are you a bit of a style icon, or do you just, sort of, <laughs> you just you know, tracksuit bottoms and T-shirts, or what? Yeah, I'm more, I'm more of just a chilled tracksuit bottoms and T-shirt, man. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. That's okay. Um... Now we're going to get a sample of your music later on, but what what would you say in a nutshell? What, what's what's your favourite sort of music uh, genre? What what do you like best? Well, well, do you know what? I, I, I was actually playing. I was in charge of music in the dressing rooms. And, All right. And I had a few of the boys moaning because I had a lot of eighties stuff. I do like I do like my eighties. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of the younger lads were, were were giving me some funny looks. So I had to get some 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 new stuff in there for them. <laughs> so um, I do like. I, I love a I love a love song. I love a real ballad. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like like emotional songs. Mm. Okay, well we'll see that in a minute when we get Very your soft hearted. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Um <laughs> what what would you say is your first football memory? Um my first football memory. Wow. Um the David Beckett what is in ever? Yeah, you know, you um, can go right. You know, I mean, is is it the first time you played football? Is it you know, any, anything you want? My first memory, of, my first memory, which will stick in my mind, is is the David Beckham free kick against Greece. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I was at school and we were all in the hall actually watching it that that time. Yeah. Um, but my first, my first, probably my first actual memory, probably was. Uh, at that uh, at Dagenham when we played Tranmere in the first game of the season and. Yeah. Probably the first time I played in front of a crowd of three thousand, and I, and it was it was good. It was, and it was that was my first, and I got a taste for it, and I thought, wow, this is proper football now. So I mean, rather than and and that will stick with me forever, really. So did the hairs on the back of your neck stick up then, when you went out yeah. onto the pitch? Yeah. Well, I was I was probably starting to lose my hair at that time. So they, were, <laughs> but they, they were they were they were I think trying to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> So we've played Dagger of a Redbridge for that, then, all right? <laughs> yeah, it was a stressful old year, that one. Yeah. Uh, um, so what was the team, your first ever team that you played for? You know, going right back to when you were a, um, a youngster. Canterbury Eagles Canterbury. was my first ever Okay. Yeah. Um, who would you say is the best manager you've ever played under? Um, the Gaffer is very good, and I, and I really enjoy working with him. I, I've worked with him long term yet because I've only worked with him for three, four months. Uh, I don't know, that's a very hard one to be honest. That is a really hard one. Um oh, we got some better ones than that yet coming, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, uh I would probably say my, my best manager was Pete Wilde at, yeah. at Halifax, just because of the relationship we built. Anthony Limbrickett was a good manager and, and, and I don't see any reason why the the gaffer at the moment won't won't overtake them. Like I say, it's just very early days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but no, I really enjoy working with the gaffer. Right, time for Josh's final musical choice, and it's
Bandel Bally there and through the barricades. Um, best stadium you've played at? Um, I played in some good stadiums when I was in under twenty when I was at Charlton, but they were empty, so it's uh, yeah, <laughs> not the same, is it? Um, uh, where's my best stadium I played at? Do you know what I think? I really like Stockport Stadium. Yeah, I think it's a really good atmosphere in there, and uh, I think they're like really close to the pitch. Yeah. Kenilworth Road. I really, I played there in a, in a cup game, and, and I really enjoyed that. Well, I, I hate, that was, I I hated Kenilworth dead. Road. You know, it's funny how we. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't like to play there every week. I, I mean, in, in tents, like I thought, mm. I thought it was quite a hostile place to go. Well, it was, but it, I, I was taking photographs at the time, you know, which is why, and and we we got stuck down in the corner, sort of. From, you came out one end, and, and we were stuck in the other end. Up, up, and it was an awful place for taking pictures. And you know, you, you, uh, they asked me to go from one entrance to the other, and I said no way because I didn't feel safe up there. It's a yeah, yeah, it's, it's got that feeling about it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Who's who's the best player you've ever played with? Um... Uh, Esri Konsa. Right. And who's the best player you've ever played against? Uh, oh, I couldn't, couldn't remember. Um, Nick, Nico Cranchar. Yeah, okay. Um, best match you've ever played in? Uh, 
Chesterfield. Uh, che- uh, when I was at Dagenham, we played against Chester, and I think we were one nil up in about eighty minutes. We went two one down in the ninetieth minute, and we somehow won three two. And it is the best feeling I've ever had in football. And I don't think hmm. it would take a long old time to to get over get uh, replace that one. I think. Yeah, a bit like um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's goal against Bayern Munich, I should imagine as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always it always comes back to Man United, doesn't it? I'm shocking like that. I'm afraid. There we are. We best match you played. What's the best goal you've ever scored? Haven't been many. Um, uh, I, when I was at Woking, I scored a header for for da- against Dagenham on yeah. the first first game I played back there, which was probably fifteen yard, uh, twelve fifteen yards out, right in the top corner. It was a good header. Right, so okay. That one, yeah. Um, who would you say is your favourite footballer? My favourite footballer. Um. That's really hard. Uh, I was always a big fan of Sergio Busquets, but probably last few last couple of years he's probably just getting a, getting a bit old now. Um, uh, and I was a, I was a big Zidane fan. I was like I always liked his hair. <laughs> or lack of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say Zinedine Zidane was my favorite. Is my favorite all time footballer. Okay, that's fine. Um... Right now, where are we? Best one. Uh, who's your best mate in football? Um, Cameron King, at, uh, Kings Lynn. We uh, we lived together for two years in in Halifax, and we were like brothers by the end of it. Yeah. Um, have you uh, have you bought and owned your own house yet, or? or... Uh, no, I haven't really had the chance because I've been living up north for the last two years. Yeah. Just been saving, and when the time comes, I'll. I'll buy. I'll hopefully buy one somewhere. <laughs> Good time to buy one now, I should think. Um, favorite yeah. favorite film? Uh, Sinister. I've not heard of that one. Who's in that? Um, I can't think what the actors are called. It's a horror. All right. Okay. It's, it's scary. Yeah, I like scary films. You like you're into horror films, are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, who would you say is your favorite uh, film star? Um. Favorite film star, Denzel Washington. Yeah, I like him as well. I'll go along with that. Him and I, I also like um, Gene Hackman. I always think Gene Hackman yeah. makes a good film. Um, favorite TV program? Uh, Line of Duty. Yeah, good choice. And your favorite TV star as opposed to film star? Mm. Uh. Wentworth Miller in Prison Break. Right, okay. Um, what What were your first impressions of the Oval era? I mean, had you been down here before? You obviously played here. You said yourself when you played against uh, for Halifax down here. But what was your first impressions of the area generally? Um, to be honest, I still don't really know many places other than the ground, the training ground, the gym, yeah. and my house because I haven't lived outside of lockdown yet. <laughs> no, I suppose so, not. Uh, no. No, I'm yeah, just... I, I think I know the, my house, the ground, the Asda. Yeah. Uh, Tambrino's in town, and not a lot else really. I haven't really <laughs> been able to. I haven't really been able to venture out, which is a shame. But I look forward to. Um, yeah. Seeing it in all its glory. <laughs> oh well, there's some nice areas. I mean, we're not that far from the coast down here, down at um, West Bay or Lyme Regis, and uh, yeah. it's nice down there. It's it's nice nice trip. Um, so, what was your first impressions of Yeovil? You know, when you actually got here and you became a Yeovil Town player, was it everything you'd expected it to be? Yeah, I remember just walking in thinking, "How is this club not in the football league?" Mm. It's run like a football league club. It's the stature of a football league club, and and hopefully, I'll be part of the journey to take it back as a into the football league, which is my aim at yeah. this club. Well, I'm sure it's everybody's aim at the moment. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Given a choice, if you could meet anybody in the world, who would you like to meet? Um, Vanessa Hudgens. Who's she? She's an act- she's the actress she's the actress in High School Musical. Mm. I think I've loved her since I was about eleven. So. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ask. Are you married? No, I'm not married. No, that's why I can say things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. good. Yeah, good. Good point. Um, <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, right, we're going to a few more either ors here now. Um, 
Coke or Pepsi? Um, Coke, but I wouldn't really know the difference, to be honest. Oh, I would. I could tell you. Yeah. I, you, you've got a few glasses in front of me. I'll tell you straight away. Right. Um, <laughs> beer or lager? Neither. I'm not a, not an alcohol drinker, to be honest. No? Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, Mercedes or BMW? Um... See, I'm a big car man. I've had loads of cars, so this is a hard one for me. Yeah. Um, I've had four Mercedes, and I've never kept them very long, so I'm going to say BMW because I think it's a better drive. Do you? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, I think because I well, I've got a Merc, but I I find the only thing I I don't like about the Merc is the, the road noise. There's such a lot of road noise from it. But yeah, what what, what Mercedes have you got? Uh, a CLA 180. I had a CLA 180. I found it a bit firm for me. I, I got rid of mm, it. I think yeah. I had that for about a month, that car. My, my dad was fuming at me. <laughs> no, um, very nice car, though, isn't it? I like yeah. that. That's a nice-looking car, that. Really nice-looking car. What colour have you got it? Black. Black. Nice. Yeah. I it in white. Very nice. I think the thing with cars, though, is I, I, I had, uh, going back a few years now, because I've got a few years on you, uh, I had this ambition. I had to have a Porsche. Uh, there was no, oh, yeah. no, I had to have one, and uh, against all uh, sensible um, counsel, uh, I went and bought one, and we bought it from a garage in Warminster, and uh, it was me and the wife, and we had a little Dachshund at the time, uh, yeah. dog, dog that is, not a Datsun, um, uh, anyway, so we piled into the car, and off we went, and it was absolutely tipping down with rain, I remember it well, and we were on the 303, coming towards, back down towards the Oval, and suddenly everything went, the whole lot, the the lights, the windscreen wipers, the engine, everything. And of course, so I obviously pulled up and uh, very luckily didn't get a car up my rear end as well. Yeah. And uh, it turned out I'd gone over a, um, some sort of a branch and it had literally, it had severed the battery connection completely, gone right through it. So it, of course, battery, it took all the, all the electrics out, the whole lot, and the car just right. wouldn't start. And, you know, wow. I, was, I was beginning to think, you know, what have I done? And I've gone on, but I only kept it for, I don't know, eight weeks, I expect. Um, wow. Sold it because I could see that if my average speed in whatever car I had was sort of, say, 30 mile an hour in a yeah. Porsche, it was at least 45 mile an hour. <laughs> I, I just couldn't keep my foot off it. And I knew if I don't get rid of this, I'm going to end up in a box. So uh, I, sold, <laughs> I sold it. But it was great while it was, you know, seeing this nice Porsche 911 parked outside. It looked the part, I tell you. Yeah, I, I, bet you, I bet you. I bet they're very nice. Yeah, they were. Uh, right, now, wait a minute. Where are we? Just getting near the end now. So, um, but it's, it's, it's a sting in the tail now. Do you, do you play any other sport? Uh, yeah, I play cricket. I do like playing cricket. Um, I used to play for Kent when I was younger. And I still play cricket. I do love it. And I play golf as well. Okay. Well, listen, if you play cricket, um, I live in a little village called North Perrot, which is just outside of uh, Yeovil. And we've got probably one of the best cricket grounds and cricket teams in the area for miles. Somerset come and play on our ground. So if if you're going to be... I don't know what your arrangements will be, but if you're going to be staying down here and the pandemic allows, you better come out and have a game of cricket with us as well. Definitely, that 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 is music to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk yeah. to you. I'll talk to you about that when I can get out. The, I mean, my my problem. Well, I just don't want to get outside the house because I'm in the in the stage four group. I'm just waiting to get my jab so that I can at least feel relaxed. But at the moment, yeah. you feel like you're so close to getting the jab. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, you so nearly, I don't nearly reach it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. So I sort of tend no, to. There's no, there's know. no point for for a little bit longer. There's no point. Is there? No, that's right. As well, just like. But I shall. I should be coming. I'll be coming up the club, and I'll meet you personally then. Anyway, but yeah. Um, no, no, um, given any thought to what you're going to do after you finish your football career? Um, I I'm doing a open university course at the moment because mm. my mum my mum makes me, which is STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, math. So hopefully that will open a few doors. But I'd love to go into management, and I try and pick apart bits of managers I've worked under. I want to I want to add to myself and yeah. And, and hopefully, I'll have the characteristics to make a good manager in, in the future, and and uh, that is that is that's something I'd like to do definitely. Yeah. And and if you could model yourself on a manager, who would it be? Um, I don't know. I'd like to make my, my very own manager. Yeah. I think everyone's got their flaws and weaknesses, and yeah, and uh, their strengths. And if if you can 
learn from everyone, you'll be a better person yourself. That's my aim. Yeah, good answer. Good answer, old dog. Oh, that's another thing. I do tend to people call people old dog. It's a term of endearment, so don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Um, got uh, two more. No, four more questions, and then we're done. Um, Mac or PC? Um, I've got a Mac, but I'm not very. I don't. I don't use it much. I'm not techno mm. man. Okay. Um, steak or curry? Curry. Right. Now then. You're going to have a dinner party at home, right? Yeah. And you're going to invite uh, five people to come to this dinner party. Okay? Now, they can be anybody you like in the world, alive or dead, um, but I want five dinner guests that's going to make a good dinner party. <laughs> wow. This could be the most boring party ever. Who would I have? <laughs> well, I've got, to, I've got to invite Vanessa Hudgens because I love her. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's taken up one of them spots. Um... I, I, you've got, I've got to bring someone wild, haven't I? You've, caught, you've really caught me cold with this one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd yep. probably bring Bradley Cooper because I bet he can have a good, good, good laugh. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think here. You've really caught me cold here. Well, some of your your heroes, or you know, um, major yeah, major sort of life characters. Yeah, I don't really think I'd want him at my party, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be half decent. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to ping, bring people who would add, actually be fun. Um, so I've got two there. I'd probably bring Justin Bieber because I bet he's a bit wild. Right, that's three there. Um, two uh, to go. I'd need someone who can sing. So I'd probably bring... Elton John, because I bet he's got some stories and he can actually we can't sing anymore, can he? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think he's probably he's, lost that he's, bit now. He's, he's not as good as he used to be, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I'll drop I'll drop him as well. Um, I'll drop him out of that. Uh, I'll tell you who's good. I, I went to see uh, down at the Somerset Cricket Ground was uh, Rod Stewart. He's good. Yeah, I bet he's got some stories. Well, I'll bring Rod. Go on, chuck Rod Stewart in there. All right, Rod Stewart. That husky voice will keep us all entertained. Yeah, so you've got one to go then. I need I need someone who's just going to be reckless, really. Um. Oh wow, you've written. Joe, I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring Charlie Lee. He's a bit. He's a bit nuts. <laughs> he's a nutter, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Right, that's fair enough then. Yeah, he'll, he'll be able to talk the arse off and all. Yeah, Chaz will come. Chaz, I live with Chaz, so he can come to the party. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's okay then. Well, thanks very much for that, Josh. Appreciate your time. And no, uh, it's been nice to meet you, mate. Thank you very much. Good luck with the injury. Um, you know, we're all behind you, so uh, you know you just got to battle through it. I'm sure you will. You sound like you're a determined sort of a guy, so. Uh, and I should look forward to seeing you to play cricket next summer. Thanks, mate. No, thank, thanks for your time. I've enjoyed it. No, that's all right. It, well, thanks for your time. But I, I, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys. As I say, until I get out of the house, it's going to be difficult. But uh, yeah, no, stay as, safe, as soon as important. as soon as it all changes, I should be up there. Don't you worry. All right. Good. All right, mate. Okay. Thank thanks, you. Josh. Appreciate your time, mate. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. The kind of Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Inquisition. Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise. Our two weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency. Our three weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope. Our four. No. <laughs> Amongst our weapons. Amongst our weaponry are such elements as fear. I'll come in again. I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Amongst our weaponry are such diverse elements as fear, surprise, ruthless efficiency, and almost fanatical devotion to the Pope and nice red uniform. Oh. No, you didn't expect the Spanish Inquisition. You expected the Glover's Inquisition. And that's what you got. We hope you've enjoyed it, and if you have, please join us again next week when another Glover is under the spotlight. The traffic is stuck, and you're not moving anywhere. You thought you'd 
Thank you.